RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and uh, we're here in the trenches. Draft week is over, thank the Lord. Um, it's a rough week for me in particular because I, I, I'm the guy that people want to ask questions about the draft, about players, about draft picks, and I, I'm, I don't know any more than anybody else. I really don't. What do you think about this draft pick? I don't know. I, don't, I never watched him. I have no idea. I, I'm, just, I'm just not into wasting my breath. So the week is over. Uh, the draft is gone. Uh, first of all, I want to say well wishes goes out to this young man, Corey Ballantyne from Washington University, Washburn University, who got shot hours after he gets drafted from Washburn University. Uh, I guess he's going to be all right, but his teammate Dwayne Simmons was killed. So uh, that's obviously a tragedy. And just hours after you get drafted, you don't want to be dealing with hospitals and getting shot and all your boy, your boys getting killed. So uh, let's hope that all turns out well. Uh, I did watch a lot of the the draft. Um, for some reason, I'm drawn to Mr. Irrelevant. You know, Mr. Relevant's been around for a while. Uh, it's become a big deal, parade and all kind of stuff. Um, and they went and uh, they drafted a kid. I don't remember his name, Mr. Relevant, but they had a um, relevant statistic that I thought was amazing. You know, uh, with all the draft picks, and, you know, a lot of the later draft picks don't really make it. Um, la- the last six Mr. Relevants, they have all been on an NFL roster. So I think that is a big deal. So I think it's cool to get picked last. You know, when you really think about it, other than the parade and everything like that, you don't want to get picked last. You want to be a free agent and go pick somewhere where you can go and negotiate. So, uh, but I just, something about Mr. Irrelevant that just uh, is, is interesting. So the Bucks get through their draft. Um, you know, Mel Kuyper and all those douchebags are going to go over their draft grades and gave the Bucks a C plus. Thanks, whatever. You know, I mean, Mel, I don't know why anybody listens to Mel Kuyper. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. He's never really said anything interesting to me or relevant. I have a bias against him because he called me camp meat when I was in college, and I don't, didn't care for that too much since I started nine years in the league. So you were wrong. Sorry, Mel. But you know, you sit and look at all these draft grades that everybody's getting. Was it a successful draft? The thing is. You know, going back to 1990, and that was a draft that I was in with the Buccaneers. So somebody said, was it a successful draft? Well, our first round pick was Keith McCants, okay, who certainly didn't live up to his potential or expectations. I mean, they picked Keith McCants before they picked Junior Seau. And Julius Seau is a Hall of Famer. So obviously that's not the best pick. So you say 1990, was that a successful draft? People are going to look at Keith McCants and say, well, no way. But then as we go down, you'll see Reggie Cobb was after that. Rest in peace. Um, we did just, just lose Reggie Cobb. Uh, in the fourth round, Tony Mayberry was the, one of the last picks in the fourth round. And we got 10 years, nine years starting, three Pro Bowls out of that. And then in the fifth round was me. And we got seven years starting here in Tampa Bay. So you just don't look at the first round because the majority of your team is built by second and third and fifth and seventh rounders and free agents. So for me, to look at evaluate and give a team a grade right now is just it's useless. 
But looking through the draft, and I don't think there was a, there wasn't a whole lot of surprises. I personally didn't think Arizona was going to go for Kyler Murray. I just didn't. I just didn't. It didn't make sense with me when you have a quarterback on the roster who you've already gone through some growing pains. I didn't really know if that was going to be their way, and they did. Uh, the Cardinals went out to Kyler Murray and got rid of uh, Rosen. Um, Nick Bosa went second. I think everybody saw that happening. Quinn Williams to the Jets. Uh, third now, I told people before the draft that, you know, John Gruden likes to do things outside the box. And I he was really the only early pick that was kind of questionable. Cleland Farrell from Clemson, defensive end. He got picked him fourth. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I think most people would have had Josh Allen at that moment. So the Buccaneers picked fifth. Um, Devin White's there. Josh Allen's there. Some people wanted them to go with Josh Allen. For me, you know, uh, everything starts inside out. And if you can get strong on the inside, then do it. And if you can get a player like a Devin White, and I'm not telling you he's, he's guaranteed going to be a great player, from what the coaches, people that have coached him, people that have been around him, they're saying all the things that are necess- uh, you know, necessary for success. Leadership, toughness, makes other people better, um, not a negative person, positive, and he brings hats to the party. He hits, and that's what's beautiful. So, you know, when you look at this Buccaneers team, how the Buccaneers team was built, it started way back when they brought when they got Hardy Nickerson from Pittsburgh. You know, Hardy is a name that not the flashiest player, but Hardy just brought attitude. And we don't have we didn't have any attitude last year in our defense whatsoever. We had zero attitude. And really the only attitude we really had is gone and it was Quan Alexander. So I guess this kid is Quan Alexander 2.0, I guess, maybe a little bit faster. Um, and we'll see. Uh, rookies tend to struggle at times, um, but middle linebacker position is something that you're, you're natural. I saw things in Quan right off the bat. So, you know, other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of craziness going on in the draft. You know, the Giants taking Daniel Jones, that's, we'll see. Um, you know, he's probably going to sit behind Eli Manning for a year, which for me is the best equation on earth. You can sit behind the quarterback and learn. And then Josh Allen finally went to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. So, you know, I know everybody's going to keep their eye on Josh Allen and see what kind of impact player he is. But if you have two great players in Devin White and Josh Allen, it's going to be hard to compare. I mean, you can't say, like, who's more important from a defense, uh, Ray Lewis or Terrell Suggs? You can't really do that. You know, one gets 17 sacks. Obviously, that's pretty productive. The other one has 150 tackles in the middle and, you know, uh, brings the attitude. It's really hard to, to you know, measure all that kind of stuff. But the Buccaneers went through their draft. Um, we, we talked about Devin White. Listen, that's the safest pick they could have made. Buckus Award winner, led the SEC in tackles, blah, blah, blah. Great football player in college. A lot of great football players in college don't make it in the pros. I mean, they just don't excel. I don't think anybody sees that in, in Devin White. Let's hope anyways, because if the Bucks miss on this one, um, we're doomed. That's for sure. Um, I, we might be doomed anyways. Uh, in the second round, they went for Sean Bunting, Central Michigan. Uh, nine interceptions, uh, 24 passes defended. I had somebody come up to me, oh my God, I can't believe the Bucks picked a guy from Central Michigan in the second round. What difference does it make what college you went to? You remember what college Ali Marpet went to? 
It doesn't matter what college you went to. It matters. It matters how productive you are as a football player and how you match up with other people in your position in the draft. And it's no deeper than that. In this third round, they get Jamal Dean from Auburn. Fast kid, 4-3 in a combine. Um, Auburn, you know, good pedigree. Uh, it's obvious that uh, the Buccaneers needed some help defensively. We went linebacker, corner, corner, fourth pick, the second pick in the third round. Uh, Mike Edwards, safety from Kentucky. Uh, Ten interceptions, 33 passes defended in, in the SEC, so should be should be legitimate. Um, so this is a defensive thing. Fourth round, they went after Anthony Nelson, defensive end from Iowa. Uh, 23 sacks in three years. We'll see. Fourth rounder. You know, I talked about Tony Mayberry, a pro bowler. Sometimes you find pro bowlers in the fourth round. It's possible. And in the fifth round, which I'm very partial to, that's where I came out way back when, uh, Jason Light had the audacity to go after a fat kicker. Uh, Matt Gay is his name. And uh, he's not fat, but he's big-boned. He's definitely a big-boned kicker. Um, Cairo Santo, I believe, is still on the roster. Uh, so, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't want to say it's a good kick, bag, pick, bad pick. I, I don't know. Weird. A little bit weird. Especially since you've been through what you've been through with kickers. Uh, I don't know if the fifth round, maybe it's a little bit early. I don't know. We'll see. Um... Young kid, uh, once again, Google him. He's, he's bigger than most kickers, that's for sure. Sixth round, we got a kid, Scott Miller from uh, Bowling Green. He's the next Adam Humphreys, so to speak. And I say that because he's Caucasian. And everybody's going to compare him to Adam Humphreys. That's just the way it's going to be. Uh, slot receiver, uh, over 100 yards a game re- receiving. Okay. From Bowling Green, we'll see. We'll see when you get to the NFL uh, how quickly you pick up the defenses, uh, how physical you can be. There's a lot of questions out there. And then the seventh pick, we got a defensive tackle, Terry Buckner from Missouri. Um, and which, you know, obviously you're rolling the dice when you get to those later rounds. But with all those uh, picks, um, the Bucks had zero offensive line help. Zero. I mean, we're, we're going to be the exact same offensive line as last year. I mean, exactly the same. We didn't pull it. We didn't get a right guard. Uh, you know, Kappa, everybody's saying, well, we could play Kappa. Well, Kappa couldn't beat out Benenock last year. So how good is he? Uh, you know, Donovan Smith, okay, he's going to be there for a couple years. Uh, hopefully, he played better towards the back end of the season. Ali Marpet, all right, Jensen, maybe they overpaid him. We don't have a right guard, and we have DeMar Dotson at right tackle who's on his last legs. Like, DeMar Dotson might not make it through camp. He might not. He's been talking about retiring for two straight years. So you didn't go and get any help whatsoever on the offensive line. It's kind of weird. We didn't do anything in free agency. I don't remember bringing in not a single offensive lineman in free agency either. So, well, I don't know. This is it. This is this is what we got. We really didn't bring in any any speed I, you know, I was saying it would be nice to get a little faster. You lost Deshaun Jackson. And if you saw, you saw towards the end of the season when Deshaun Jackson wasn't playing, uh, the Bucks had a hard time, you know, getting the ball down the field. They don't have a lot of speed. So, you know, our pass rush in general and, you know, 
Devin White, they said, puts a lot of pressure on the quarterbacks in college from the middle linebacker position, but that's a hard thing to do in the NFL. That's really, really hard. So, you know, we got some defensive backs out there. Personally, I think you work on your pass rush before you work on your defensive backs. That's me. You're not going to find any team with good defensive backs that don't have a good pass rush. They go together. And I asked Tony Dungy a long time ago on air, what's more important, having great DBs or a pass rush? And he said, pass rush within half a second. Pass rush, done. You can get after the passer. Everybody plays well. I remember talking to Donnie Abraham after he left the Buccaneers, uh, an old school Buccaneer defensive back, and he went to the Jets and he goes, man, that's a different party over there. When there's no pass rush, your life is tough. Like you wonder why Rondé Barber had so many interceptions. Well, in two and a half seconds, that quarterback's getting hit. Therefore, you can jump on moves, but when you don't have a pass rush, you can't jump on anything. So we brought in a lot of defensive backs. Uh, We definitely need it. I get it. But uh, after the draft is done, they bring in a lot of free agents, and I would probably see a lot of offensive linemen in there, but you have to find um, kind of diamond in the rough. But we stayed the same. We we stayed the same. I want to be optimistic about the whole thing, but you don't win through the draft. You don't. Couple years later, you win through the draft, but not not the year of. You don't win the year of through the draft. So I'm not going to give him a grade because that's stupid. Uh, I'm not going to tell you whether I like the draft or not because that's stupid. I haven't seen him. I'm probably going to head over to One Buck Place later this week and maybe get a look at some of these young kids and maybe I'll give you a better evaluation next week on Monday on In the Trenches. But if anybody ever wants to email me, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. Um, remember to tune into the Ron and Ian show every day, uh, 95.3 FM, 3 to 7, also on 620 AM. And I'm sure we'll be talking about the draft plenty uh, today. So everybody have a wonderful week. Um, I hope you guys like the draft uh, more than I did. And uh, there's always things going on every single week. So you definitely want to tune into In the Trenches every week. I appreciate you guys listening. Have a wonderful week and be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now.